Hello and welcome to the Treasures Within podcast. I'm your host, Georgia G, multi-passionate success coach and healer for purpose-driven female entrepreneurs. If you're ready to get out of your own way so you can build a wildly profitable business from your passions, this show is for you. Tune in every Tuesday for inspiring interviews and mindset tools to heal self-sabotage so you can double your income, reach those big business goals that have eluded you up until now, and create a life of freedom and abundance on your own terms. My guest today is Jeannie Scott. My guest today is an empowerment coach for introverted women, actor, breathwork facilitator, NLP practitioner, speaker, and fierce dreamer. Jeannie helps high-achieving but exhausted and burned-out introverted women hold on to their energy and build unshakable confidence so that they can show up as themselves, honor their introverted nature, get noticed and lead from the front in a world that demands extroversion. In this conversation, Jeannie speaks about the demands of being an introvert in a world built for extroverts, the gifts of sensitivity in leadership, strategies for managing your energy and overstimulation if you're an introvert working in a traditionally extroverted space, and so much more. As an introvert, I am very excited to bring you this interview, so let's dive right in. Welcome to the podcast, Gina. So excited to have you here. We met each other a while ago when we were in a group program together, and back then you were doing something completely different. And so I'm excited to hear about your journey and also how you decided to coach introverts. And as an introvert myself, I really resonate with your direction and that you are helping us to be our true selves, find confidence and achieve our goals. So much that I want to ask and discuss with you, but first, can you tell us a bit more about who you are, your story and how you came to do this work? Of course. Thank you so much for having me on. When we first met a couple of years ago, I was working as a confidence coach for performers. I am a performer. That's my background. I've been an actor for about 10 years now. And it was good. And I enjoyed working with performers. I I love them a lot. But they always felt like there was some sort of disconnect. Everyone told me that it was great work that I was doing. And (laughs) as the recovering people pleaser that I am, if people told me I was doing a good job, I was like, okay, sure, I'll do it. And it didn't feel quite right. And then last year, I had a really tough year. And actually speaking to quite a lot of people, I think a lot of people really struggled last year. But I came to a really big realization about myself when I hit burnout. I'd realized I'd been cycling through through burnout for really quite a few years. And this was the first time that it really kind of hit me and I had to step away from coaching for a bit. But the realization that I came to was that I was an introvert trying to show up in the same way as the my extroverted counterparts in industries that are traditionally seen as really extroverted, being in the entertainment industry and in the online space, like it's loud. And I came to this realization about myself that I couldn't keep showing up in the way that I was trying to show up. And a lot of 
the self-doubt and lack of confidence that I was experiencing was because I it, it didn't feel comfortable for me to be at the front of the class or be in rooms surrounded by a lot of people and be able to kind of stand out and shine in that way or to kind of constantly be showing up and giving loads of myself without then stepping back and taking time for myself. So I came to this big realization and I was like, oh, okay, I, I, I have to be, I'm not, I'm not living in alignment with the way that I want to be living. Like it's not sustainable for me to be cycling through burnout every year or so. And I think a lot of people in the coaching space are doing this. A lot of entrepreneurs are doing this. I know a lot of people in the entertainment industry are doing this and it's almost become like common practice that just because everybody's doing it it's really hard yes it's really hard but you don't have to be cycling through burnout every few years so when I came to this realization I was like okay this is this is the work that I want to do I kind of accepted the introverted part of myself and I wanted to help other introverts find their way and amplify other introverted voices without them feeling like they had to fake extroversion in order to get noticed and make the kind of impact that they want to make. Thank you for sharing that. There is so much to unpack there. I so resonate with you saying so many introverts and I am one of them feel like they had to be extroverted. And when I first became a coach, the most famous coach on the planet is Tony Robbins. And I thought, oh, I need to have that energy and be that loud and be the extroverted. And it's just not me. And it was creating this massive conflict as I thought, if I show up as myself and I have this calm, graceful energy, no one will take me seriously. But then if I try to show up as Tony Robbins and be loud and energetic, it doesn't work anyway because I just can't sustain it and it comes across as fake because it is fake. Can you share with us how introverts can navigate the demands of being an introvert in a world that is built for extroverts? It's that thing. It almost felt like when I came into the coaching space, there were like those two camps. There was like the Tony Robbins, loud, being on a stage, thousands of people kind of camp. But then there was also like the really quiet, kind of spiritual, sort of witchy side of things as well. And I, d- I didn't feel like I belonged in either of those. So I, was, I, I totally resonate. I guess the thing with being an introvert is it's about really getting in touch with yourself because not all introverts need the same thing. Like not all extroverts need the same thing. The, the thing is about getting in alignment with what you really need. And I think the one of the, the critical things to be really aware of is your energetic, like managing your energy. Because we introvert, the difference between extroverts and introverts obviously is that extroverts get their energy from other people and the outside and introverts, we get our energy from going inwards. If you are in the online space or if you are in, if you are a service provider, which I I think a lot of, of the people that listen to this podcast are, 
there is a tendency because we care so deeply about the work that we do to give so much of ourselves and to constantly feel like well I have to be showing up because that's what the Instagram algorithm tells me to do and I have to be on all of these social media platforms all the time because otherwise my profile will get like sucked into the the algorithm void and no one will find me and I have to constantly be giving loads of myself to my clients because I really care about them and I want to be showing up on Voxer and I want to be showing up in calls and I want to be sending emails all of this stuff and it's so very energetically draining and so something to be careful of is where you are spending that energy and where your energy is maybe being needlessly spent because obviously you want to be spending your energy over these things that you really care about but we live in a world that isn't really set up for our energetic needs as introverts we're living in a world that I think still sees extrovert as the default and introvert as like 50 shades of awkward, you know? <laughs> so it can be really energetically draining. So I think becoming really conscious of where in your life energy is being drained and you're not even kind of thinking about it when it happens. That might be hours scrolling on social media when you really don't need to be and just being more kind of intentional with how you market yourself online and how you show up online and being intentional about the type of people that you're working with or the hours that you're working with people and not over committing to kind of five calls in a day because you feel like you have to be so there for your clients all the time. So it's just about being really, really intentional about where you are spending your energy and then being even more intentional about those moments when you are taking time for yourself so that you can recharge your batteries because that's how we do it. We recharge it by going inwards and creating practices for yourself that mean that you can be intentional about this recharging time, whether that's like a morning routine that is really kind of just a quiet time for you to kind of sip and drink your coffee in silence where you're not being pulled from from all sides whether that's a meditation practice it's really kind of up to you but it's about that intentionality about knowing where you're needlessly draining energy leaking energy and where you can be really intentional and prioritize that time for yourself so that you can recharge i wanted to mention energy and it goes back to what you were saying in the beginning about burning out, because so many of us, and I've been that person for a long time as well. I keep going and keep going and keep going without caring about where my energy is because the task must be done. And before you know, you just don't have any time for yourself. And I remember at the time I was working with a coach and she challenged me to take an hour off to go get a massage and you would think that she asked me to go to the dance and all my teeth pulled because I just resisted it so much. And I was like, I have so much to do. Where am I going to find the time? Even if I want to manage my energy, where do I find the time to actually take that hour for myself? So for someone that is feeling this pressure to perform, 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 and they would like to spend some time for themselves and, and to recharge because we introverts need that. What advice would you give to that person so that she can allow herself to take the time off that she needs? That's so funny. I'm I'm exactly the same. I think the question there is, why do you need to always be doing? Why? 
we do live in a society now that that demonizes rest and that validates hustle and overworking. And I think if you're working because there are things to be done, it's different than if you're working because you feel like you need to be working. And I think the question to ask yourself is, why do you feel that way? I think a lot of us are holding on to thoughts and beliefs about ourselves that mean that we're validated by the amount of work that we're doing and how hard we are being seen to work. You know, those conversations that you have with people where it's like, who has it harder tennis? Where you're like, oh yeah, I worked until 10 o'clock last night. I woke up at five o'clock in the morning to start my work. And it feels validating to a point and then I think you need to ask yourself why do I need this why is this where I need am I feeling validated and is this where I want to be feeling validated it's getting really brutally honest with yourself about why you need to continue working is is there a deadline that needs to be met or are you fulfilling a prophecy about yourself that is saying if you don't work x amount of hours or if you don't work hard enough you're not worthy. It can be quite arresting when you kind of get really brutally honest with yourself. If you find yourself in cycles of burnout, like I was, and like you were previously, it's about getting really honest with yourself. That's very insightful. I, I know for me, I had this belief from my dad, you know, you, he had a business and a sewing work 24 hours a day, all days, evenings, whatever was needed. And I felt, oh, if I want to be successful, I get to do the same. If I try to have a balance, everything will come crashing down. So it took a while to reframe that story and allow myself to take time off. And I found that actually I was having a better quality of life, but also a better business. I, I was attracting more clients by being myself and having more energy than just burning out. And I was wondering, what was the belief for you? What belief or mindset shift did you have to make? to get out of that cycle of burnout? Wow, so many. (laughs) (laughs) A big one was working really hard. I come from a family of high achievers. I come from a family that play who has it worse tennis or who's worked hard enough tennis. It was one of those games that we played like at the kitchen, at the dining room table, even from a young age, who was working harder, I I had to really get brutally honest with myself. And I had to get honest with myself. The thing that really helped that kind of hit me last year when I went through this, this particular burnout was that I don't have to show up as anything other than myself. And actually, if I try and do that, I'm shooting myself in the foot, really. The online space is incredibly saturated. The acting industry is incredibly saturated. And trying to show up as everybody else and taking everyone else's advice and not really trusting my own gut and my own instincts was meant that I was just being pulled from all sides. And I I was exhausted and constantly trying to meet expectations that I could that could never be met because I was living by someone else's standards and someone else's rules rather than trusting myself. That was really the big one was that I I wasn't trusting myself. I thought for a really long time that I was really good at trusting myself and that I was really connected to my intuition because I'm an actor and a lot of it involves being really playful and and kind of being in touch with that sort of inner voice but a realization I came to was I was 
really good at doing that when I was acting. And the moment that I had to be myself, there was no trust there. That was it. It was learning to trust myself. Hey, Georgia here. I want to take a quick moment to tell you something. A few years ago, I was stuck in what I call strategy hell. I was literally doing everything to grow my business. I was on all the social media platforms, doing webinars, going to networking events, writing blog posts, sending out newsletters, you name it, I did it. And my business was growing at a snail's pace. It was so frustrating because I couldn't have worked any harder. I was already overwhelmed and burned out. Do you ever feel like that? It wasn't until a random encounter with a coach that I realized being in strategy hell is a form of self-sabotage. You think you're doing everything to grow your business. In reality, you're stuck in busy work because you're afraid of what might happen if you went all in or reached your goals. In my case, I had a massive fear that if I became more successful than my family, my friends, and my partner, they wouldn't love me anymore and they leave me. This fear was buried so deep in my subconscious that I wasn't aware of it until I had a powerful session with my coach. And yet, the fear was running my business and making sure I'd never reached my goal. It was only once I healed the fear that I was able to double my income in a few short months. And my loved one didn't leave me. If you too are working hard, trying all these strategies to go to the next level in your business, you don't need one more strategy. You already have all the strategies you need. If nothing is working, it's because there's a limiting belief that's sabotaging all your efforts. Maybe like me, you're afraid that if you are too successful, you won't fit in with your friends and family anymore and you lose them. Maybe you don't think you are good enough at what you do and they're afraid that if you put yourself out there in a big way, you'll be exposed as a fraud. Or maybe deep down, you don't believe you're worthy of money and success. Whatever it is, trying to grow a business with these limiting beliefs running in your subconscious is like driving a car with a brake on. No matter how hard you try, you're going to stay stuck where you are. If you want to go to the next level in your business and reach those big income and business goals that have eluded you up until now, you must first heal all those limiting beliefs and all stories that are sabotaging you. Once those self-imposed limitations melt away, you'll be able to step out of strategy hell and confidently take action towards your goals. Those tasks that used to feel hard or scary, like going live on Instagram, doing sales calls, or being a regular guest on podcasts, will now feel easy and fun and you'll be able to reach your goals with ease. If you know, deep down, that healing those limiting beliefs and all stories is the missing piece in getting the results and money you want in your business and you are ready to drop the hustle and step into your six figures mindset, I invite you to book a discovery call with me. 
on the call, you get coaching on the number one limiting belief, the sabotaging your success and keeping you from reaching your next income level. And if we both feel it's a fit, you'll discover how we can work together to heal the limiting beliefs that are sabotaging you, so you can finally build a wildly profitable business from your passions and enjoy financial location and time freedom. Remember, the world needs all of your treasures. It's your time to get out of your own way so you can do the work you are meant to do in the world and live a life of freedom on your own terms. These one-on-one calls are limited, so if you are ready to finally make your vision board become your reality, click on the link in the show notes and book in today. That was really powerful, and I don't know if this resonates with you, if you feel the same, but me, as an introvert, being always encouraged to be more extroverted, that really undermined the trust in myself, because I felt wrong, (laughs) and if I am wrong, how can I trust myself? So I'm curious to know, have you ever felt the same, and if so, how do you start building the trust in yourself again oh my gosh absolutely I felt like that and I felt I I mean this is why I do the work that I do because I think so many introverts are not given the choice to be themselves a lot of introverts are even holding on to quite a lot of shame around their introversion one of my clients recently definitely was the shame around introverts being seen as shy or awkward or not speaking up enough, or even the misconception that if you are shy, then you aren't confident, or or if you are an introvert, then you can't be confident. And then if you are an extrovert, then you can be confident. Like the two are not synonymous. And so I think people are holding on to a lot of misconceptions around introversion which means that you have this kind of sense of of shame that you can't show up truly as yourself and so what happens is we put on these we fake this extroversion we put on these extroverted masks but that isn't helpful either because you're already if you're coming at it from a place of hiding part of yourself you're never going to feel truly confident because you've got something to hide you're you're already almost on the back foot because you're not kind of fully trusting yourself. And definitely as an actor, I felt like I I had to show up as an extrovert. And like the, the amount of times that I, I would go to what was called like a group audition. So it wasn't just me, it was lots and lots of people in a big group. And I'd arrive and everyone else would be chatting and talking amongst each other. And like small talk is my idea of absolute hell. And I'd come into this situation and they'd all be chatting and enjoying themselves before they got into the audition. And I'd feel so uncomfortable. And so I'd be starting off the audition from a place of feeling really uncomfortable and really insecure. I wasn't helping myself because I felt like I felt shame around not being able to show up in the same way as other people. And I think a lot of other introverts are feeling the same. Sorry, I don't know whether I answered your question. (laughs) (laughs) There is a lot there. And for me right now, hearing you is introverts have lots of gifts, but we don't allow ourselves to 
even acknowledge them because they are not the gift that are necessarily valued by society. Before going there, actually, I want to ask you, I relate to what you were saying about being shy and being introverted, as I have always been introverted. But growing up in Italy, which is a country of super extroverted people, I was labeled as shy. And I believed that I was shy and I started acting like a shy person. And then growing up, moving away from Italy, coming to London, started to find my own way and I realized, oh, wait a minute, I'm not shy, I'm just introverted. And so that label fell away. But it's true, in our society, people often mistake the two for the same thing, which is not. Mm-hmm. So can you share with us the difference between being shy and being introverted? Shy is really, it's that feeling of not feeling confident around other people. Extroverts can feel shy as well. The difference is that introverts can be, can love people. I am, I absolutely adore being around people. I am very interested in people, but they exhaust me. And I think that's the difference is that I don't, I don't necessarily feel, I mean, I feel uncomfortable well, introverts generally hate small talk and we're not very good at that kind of thing because we're kind of so thoughtful and internal that that we can kind of see through that surface level chat and it's boring. But shy is really like it's the person who feels uncomfortable talking around other people or being around other people, whereas introverts can very happily be around other people. They just need to take time away to recharge their their batteries because people drain our energy as opposed to extroverts who are filled up by other people who yeah are built by other people i also relate to that like for example when i went to networking events in the past i would feel so drained because i would force myself to do the small talk and talk to people and then I would inevitably end up in the corner of the room because it just wasn't me and i was so drained <laughs> I didn't want to be there. But now I'm like, okay, let's go for two hours. I will speak to two people, get two phone numbers, go home mm-hmm. and, and not make myself wrong for wanting to network in a different way that is right for me. So definitely that resonates. And what are the gifts of introverts? What are the main strengths of introverts? Listening is a huge strength of an introvert. And a lot of the time I think people put focus on the one that's talking in the room but actually the ones that are really listening in the room it's an incredibly powerful gift because you can take in so much more information you can become more attuned to the needs of those around you because you're really listening to what what other people are saying we're also really deep critical thinkers which means that we may be a bit more conservative in our risk taking which can be good and can be bad being a really deep thinker you sometimes have the tendency to kind of fall into overthinking but that's that's a hugely powerful gift we are great listeners and we're also highly intuitive introverts are incredibly intuitive it means that we're very good at kind of tapping into the needs of our clients the needs of our team members knowing what people are really feeling and sussing out what is not being said and the subtext. And I think that's what introverts are really, really gifted in is getting to the subtext rather than just what people are saying because they feel like things need to be said, but really getting to 
the meat and the nitty gritty of, of what's going on. And we're also highly creative because obviously we've spent so much time alone and we're incredibly in, in tune with our intuition. We're incredibly creative. Introverts are really good writers. If you feel confident speaking generally, introverts are really good speakers as well. We're really good in the creative arts. Yeah, there are so many gifts to being an introvert. And um, I love it. <laughs> that is so true. and I think we also make great leaders if you are a coach if you're a service provider if you have a business mm-hmm. you are a leader we look at leaders in the world and they are loud they are aggressive they come across as very extroverted well actually I think a big part of leadership is as you say in communication listening and also sensitivity so how can an introvert become comfortable with leading and we bring in these gifts that we have being sensitive to our leadership? It's really about delving into those strengths that you have. So often we have a tendency to focus on the stuff that we're not good at rather than the stuff that we are really, really actually good at. And more often than not, the stuff that you're not good at will far outweigh the stuff that you're not good at. And if you're not good at it, that's fine. You can just just get rid of it. That's fine. You can work without it. Getting really detailed and really falling in love with those parts of yourself, those strengths that come from being an introvert. And I mean, introverts and leadership, one of the, the biggest leaders of the past 30 years, Oprah, is an introvert <laughs> and you look at her and you would never think that she was an introvert but she is she's done interviews saying that 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 she is so yeah I think it's 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 about getting really really comfortable with those natural strengths that you have and those those things that you find really effortless and really easy and not comparing those to what people quote unquote might think is brings a strong leader but actually how you can use those strengths in leadership rather than oh I need to be this this and this to be a leader thinking okay well how does my the fact that I am a great listener how does that help me lead how does the fact that I am really good at writing but maybe maybe I feel a bit less confident speaking but I'm a really really powerful writer how can that help me how can I use that strength that I have that skill that I have in leadership the whole theme of this conversation really is about self-acceptance and and just being comfortable being yourself and acknowledging the gifts that you bring to the table. You are absolutely right. There is so much negative feedback focusing on what is not working instead of acknowledging what is working and doing more of that. Mm-hmm. Do you have an example, maybe from a client that once they accepted themselves, their life changed? Like all of them. <laughs> um, one client I had, actually, in, in honesty, she she had this journey quite a a long time before she worked with me but I still think it's a really powerful journey that she was working in a very corporate environment and she was living by these expectations that were built by her family or by the, the environment that she was was living in she got to this point of kind of 
complete burnout and she physically collapsed. And this is actually a story that I've heard like a lot since coming into the coaching industry, but yeah, this particular client. And she realized that she couldn't continue going on like that. She was living by expectations set by other people and it just wasn't who she was. And so she gave up this secure job with money and with this well-paid corporate job and became an actor, which is not hugely well-paid and isn't very secure at all. But she knew that this was kind of part of who she had to be. She had this whole part of herself that wasn't, that was being smothered by expectation about what she thought she should be doing or what the world expected of her. And it kind of opened up everything for her. So she created this whole new life for herself as an actor, now comedian, and transformed her life completely. That is an amazing, amazing story. So happy that she decided to follow her true, her true call instead of just keep pursuing someone else's life. Mm. That is that is really powerful. So I'm curious to know, do you have a process or a system that you take your clients through to get those massive results? I wouldn't say I necessarily had a specific system or a, because I work one-to-one. So a lot of the work that I do is very much dependent on the person that I'm working with and where they're coming from. A big part of the work that I do is embodiment work. So that is hugely important. And it was a huge realization that I came to last year that I was so disconnected from my body which is bizarre because I'm an actor, you know, and I was living from the head up. Everything was in my head and I had completely lost any kind of sense of, of self that came from my body. I stopped trusting my body completely. I wasn't feeling, I wasn't welcoming any pleasure or anything into my life. And so a lot of the work that I do is hugely about getting back into your body, getting to trust your body again, because your body has the answers. If you are in a position where you're feeling really stuck or really unsure about something or you're needing clarity, a really easy way of getting to that is is just by connecting back to our body. And most of the work that I do in terms of embodiment is through breath work as a way to connect to those those subconscious self-sabotaging patterns and stories that we have BS that we've been telling ourselves for years that mean that we're stuck in this this harmful place or this unhappy or uncomfortable place and breathwork helps to kind of connect to and let go of all of that BS that you've been holding on to and connect back into being a person in a full body an amazing body that is doing so much for you at every minute of your life. Yeah, that is so powerful. I'm a huge mindset, as you know, as everyone listening knows. But I did find that embodiment is the missing piece because we store so much, so many stuck emotions and energies in our bodies. And when you do that to work, that it really is a game changer. I'm so proud of your clients get such amazing results. And is there anything that you would like to share that I haven't asked you yet? No, I don't think so. I think this has been a lovely chat. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing so much wisdom with us. And for anyone that wants to go deeper with this work, they want to connect with you, 
Where can they find you? You can find me on the social media platforms. Instagram is my favorite. I am a bit on TikTok, but I'm a millennial and TikTok feels like it's for Gen Z. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a bit overwhelming. But yeah, you can come over and find me on Instagram. I'm Jeannie underscore coaching, J-E-A-N-N-I-E underscore coaching. I've got my website as well, which is just jeanniescottcoaching.com with more about me and more about how you can work with me one-to-one if that's something that you like. We're going to put all the links in the show notes. So I highly encourage everyone to check them out, particularly if you are an introvert or if you know some introverts to forward them the link and the interview. So thank you so much for being here. This has been amazing. Thank you, Sam. Thank you for listening to the Treasures Within podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, if you found even one small nugget here, to help you get out of your own way and build a successful business, share this episode with a friend or two so they can benefit from it too. Please follow this show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a rating and a review. Believe it or not, every little action really does help to get the podcast found by other female entrepreneurs who need to hear this message too. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye for now.